Hello and welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast. This is a place where we share how love can transform negative emotions and pain into strength. We talk about all things related to love, positivity, and kindness. And I am your host, Corinne Kamara. Welcome to episode six, From Seeking to Coaching. Today, we're going to speak to Dr. Sandra Scheinbaum, CEO of the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy. Dr. Sandra helps people become functional medicine health coaches because she believes that training thousands of coaches around the world is the solution to overcoming the lifestyle diseases that are killing us. A former educator and a licensed clinical psychologist for over 35 years, she is an expert in blending functional medicine principles with positive psychology, cognitive behavior therapy, mind-body medicine, and more. She's the author of Functional Medicine Coaching, Stop Panic Attacks in 10 Easy Steps, and How to Give Clients the Skills to Stop Panic Attacks. Today, we're going to talk about her story and what inspired her to become a trainer and educator for other coaches around the world. And let's get into today's episode. Hi, welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast. I'm so excited to have Sandra here today, and she's going to tell us about functional medicine. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here talking with you today. <laughs> Thank you. So what is your love lesson? What is the reason that what brought you to doing the work that you do? It really comes from a very strong mission and purpose to help people have healthier, more vibrant lives, to be able to live their dreams. And it's possible. And the reason I say it's possible is because uh, I've experienced it. I've experienced it personally and I've experienced it with hundreds of people that I worked with for like four years when I was a clinical psychologist and I was a renegade in that field because that field was all about what's wrong with you and people were saddled with psychiatric diagnoses and often over medicated or felt they were told they had to be on medication their entire lives because there was something damaged about them and i took a different approach and it was many years before we had a field that was called functional medicine or positive psychology but I just knew intuitively that there had to be another way and had to be addressing what was right with people and it had to be addressing the whole person. It's not just, you know, in the, at the time, talking late seventies, eighties, it was this idea that the mind and the body were together was actually very radical. Like, what wow. do you mean? <laughs> Doctors arguing with me that uh, our thoughts and our feelings could have any impact or what we ate could have any impact um, and what was going on at a physical level. Did you have your own health crisis that led you to become a medical provider? So, yes. Yeah, so I didn't know it at the time because I had uh, a whole history of issues. And when I started learning about functional medicine, 
I was putting the puzzle pieces together. In functional medicine, we look at somebody's timeline, their personal narrative, and it starts way before birth. And so we look at uh, what our uh, ancestors ate or what how they lived their lives and for me it was i was a child of the 50s born in 1950 well that at that time it was uh, very much about um you were um, you were not breastfed you were bottle fed you were given a lot of antibiotics and i was at an early age and uh, that continued um, for a long time. Well, and when you were an adolescent, I remember I was dating somebody at the time and who later ended up being my husband. And remember he took me to his dermatologist. Said, oh, you should be doing this too. You should get this prescription um, wow. for acne, you know, because it was, I was in college, we both were, mm. and that was what everybody did. And uh, also the um, tra trauma. So my father died when I was nine and mm. he afterwards I was just I was an only child and my mother um, had a lot of financial issues because she wasn't prepared to be in the workforce uh, and uh, because I was sickly and so she was kept losing a lot of jobs so bottom line is it was stressful well I developed a lot of infections and they just kept giving me more antibiotics nobody put the pieces together nobody said well you know maybe there, there's the effect of trauma and stress can play a role. And then later in my 20s, I was binging on sugar after I went away to college and started getting really bad, debilitating panic attacks. And then was went to the doctor and was told, well, you know, take this medication and you'll probably be on it for some time. So fortunately, by then, I developed an awareness that I was just going to do my own research and read up. And so I went to the manual and looked up the medication. I'm like, this is a medication to give to heart patients. Like, I don't want this. That was, um, and I remember that um, just like tossing them, saying, I'm not going to take these. There's got to be a better way. Unfortunately, I had entered a doctoral program in clinical psychology at the time and signed up for a special workshop that was optional. And it was about biofeedback and self-regulation techniques. Well, you mean I could, I've been breathing the wrong way. I've been uh, stressed because of uh, things like, again, just an altered breathing pattern. And if I change that and started doing some belly breathing, well, that's making a huge difference. And then I trained in cognitive behavior therapy, fortunately with one of the founders of the field, Albert Ellis. And so learned that and I added that on to breathing, which is where you look at what you're thinking about and how you're scaring yourself. Learned all about the stress response. And uh, this was many, many years ago and when all of this was really new, um, the, the idea of meditation, the idea that then what you eat could affect um, anxiety levels. So I gradually started changing my diet and actually uh, wrote some books about how to stop panic attacks and worked for many years with um, lots and lots of people, helping them to quiet their mind and quiet their body and, uh, and let go of panic and anxiety. That's amazing. There's so much anxiety happening right now. So yes. I'm sure that your work would be so beneficial for people. So is, breath is a big part of lowering anxiety, correct? 
So yes, um, and I love that now we're calling it breath work. Yes, <laughs> so yes. In my day, work. it was not <laughs> called breath work, and I still don't like that term because it implies work. And mm. what I focus on and what I always help people through is this idea that this is natural and that you know how to do it. You don't have to work at it because think of when you were a baby and if you are around babies and small children you when they're quiet when they're sleeping or they're really relaxed or you're holding them you just can feel their little tummies going mm. up and down they're not thinking about oh i have to practice a breathing exercise or i have to do breath work right now it's just a natural pattern and so let's start to teach people the value of using your diaphragm, which you know how to do because that's how you were breathing when you were little. And you just got out of the habit because life got hard. And what happens when you are in a stress response? You think there's imminent danger. You need air really fast. So you, and then a lot of times you're trapped in this pattern of chest breathing. Or often you're like a deer in headlights and sheer terror. And so what do you do? You hold your breath. Mm -hmm. Or uh, in my case, and this is very common when you're in a state of panic, is you hyperventilate. So you keep thinking, I'm not getting enough air. And so you keep taking in more and more. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. You keep inhaling where you, where you really need to do is focus on the exhale and let it out. Mm. And so when I was seeing patients, um, I would have them uh, use biofeedback. And it was really a wonderful way. And so if any listeners have uh, access to uh, practitioners who do biofeedback, you can have dual respiration belts. So I would have somebody, we'd hook on a, a belt on their, over their, on their chest and across their belly, and mm -hmm. then they would breathe. And then they'd see on the screen what that looked like which one, which belt was registering more activity or would the breath look really choppy? And I would say, okay, it's a choppy, stormy sea. Now let's imagine that it's the, the storm has passed and you're creating smooth, relaxing waves. And just the, those prompts would create a different state. And so from breathing oh, wow. rapidly, they would learn yeah. to slow it down. So that was a very, very valuable technique. And um, what I do now, um, through, I founded Functional Medicine Coaching Academy, where we train health coaches, and a lot of health coaches can help if you're struggling with breathing to help um, to teach these techniques, and they're really simple, but it does all start with the breath to get back to your original question. Very important. Nice, and for people that want to learn these techniques, is it best for them to work with one of the health coaches that were trained under you, or is there a book or a website that they can go to to learn more? Yes, yeah, so they can go to functionalmedicinecoaching.org. We have a fine coach. We have um, also, uh, people can connect them with, with coaches, and there's also, um, coaches can help them use some apps. There's a lot of um, new technologies so where you can use devices um, that will measure this activity, measure uh, even brainwave activity or heart rate variability. And those are great because they're giving feedback. And when you have a coach who's walking you through, then that is really powerful because mm -hmm. uh, sometimes people get these, they'll install an app and then oh, they, they 
don't get in the habit of using it. Even getting a notification about using it sometimes wears thin. So having that human touch of having somebody to help them get started, hold them accountable, teach them how to pair that with particular activities. Because sometimes we think we're going to wait and call on these strategies when it's hard or when it's really stressful, or I need to take time out. This is very common. You know, I need to take time out 20 minutes and meditate. And as if that is going to be helpful uh, five hours later when you're in a really stressful, chaotic situation. The idea is that you have to do it on the spot and that's mm -hmm. the most effective. When so that you most need it. So when you pretty much you learn it, so it becomes automatic. Yes. Yes, and in just a few minutes, there's some very great quieting techniques. Mm -hmm. And one of the ones that I love, this comes from heart rate variability training, is that you, you take a belly breath and then you imagine breath is warm. Let's think of what your body does to a breath. It warms it, so you draw it in. And then as you exhale, you feel that warmth. Just imagine feelings of warmth just coming into your heart. And heart, we think of heartwarming emotions. And so you associate that warmth with warm feelings, with love. And imagine then spreading that love, whether it's internally, imagine giving your cells, your organs, uh, your sore muscles, whatever, wherever you need it, a little bit of love. And then imagine spreading it outward into the outer world. I love that. That's so perfect for the infinite love show. <laughs> <laughs> and so I would love to hear why you decided to create a organization to train other people. So that's a big undertaking to create a school, essentially. Sure. So, well, I was 65 years old, five years ago when we launched. Mm -hmm. And I had started out way, way back in the late 60s, early 70s. I was a teacher and I love to teach. I love to mm. inspire first little kids. I yeah. had taught special education. I taught the college level. I taught people how to become special education mm -hmm. teachers. And so I throughout my career when I was a psychologist, I taught university courses in addition to having a private practice. And when I learned functional medicine, uh, these principles were so powerful. And so what I did is I took those principles and integrated them with all of the approaches that I had learned over the years that I knew worked because again, I, they worked on me and they worked on right. people that I was seeing in my office. So positive psychology, cognitive behavior therapy, mind body medicine strategies like we just talked about, breathing. Yeah. What if we put it all together in a systems-based approach? And uh, so the Institute for Functional Medicine training doctors and so we approached them like, would you like to collaborate? Uh, we'll form a school, we'll teach, it'll be all remote. Thankfully, it was all remote. Uh, <laughs> and um, we'll train people to become health coaches because the world needs health coaches. The doctors can't do it all. And mm -hmm. so Institute for Functional Medicine, IFM, loved the idea. And so we built it. Uh, when we started, we didn't know what we were doing. And I, we teach a business 
business track in our course to, to coaches who want to be coaches, uh, help them get their business going or how to work with doctors. And we say, start before you're ready. And that's what we did. We just jumped in and gathered faculty. And um, I've always really focused on people who are honorable, people who are committed because they have strong mission and purpose. And those are the kind of students that we attract, people who want to serve, they want to give back. Um, and so we teach them, we teach people how to work one-on-one, -on -one, live as well as remote, as well as groups. There's, um, so it's my mission in life. To teach people how to, to teach. help, to teach. to teach other yep. people how to heal. Yeah. That's amazing. So when people go through this program, do they have specific niches or they learn everything and then afterwards they decide what niche they want to go into? People come to us from all walks of life all over the world with all different levels of training and experience. Some are medical doctors, perhaps they're retiring, perhaps they want to learn to coach and now coach, wear those two hats or use coaching approach or use this approach with their medical practices. We have other people at the way at the other end of the spectrum who are completely new to healthcare. We have people who um, may uh, just come out of high school. Uh, they have, um, they're just inspired to give back. And so they don't have to have a healthcare background. We have many career changers, many people who've been in corporate, many people who are disrupted now, their industry has just been disrupted. And so they're wondering, what can I do? And now more than ever, we just need so many health coaches. This field is exploding and uh, we have this pandemic within the pandemic. And that is this, there's so many people suffering right now from a lot of conditions like type 2 diabetes and, uh, and conventional medicine does not um, have the tools or resources that doctors don't have the training to focus on diet and lifestyle that people need. Coaches can really, uh, especially through groups, lead groups and really inspire people to take charge of their health. So, um, so to be a coach, you're a good listener and you feel like you have a calling to serve. So many people from many walks of life choose to become coaches. Yeah. So what about the listeners out there that are going through chronic illness or they're going through something devastating and they've gone to many people and they're looking or thinking about going to a health coach or they've never thought about it and now they're being introduced to the idea. What is the best way for them to go about finding the right one for them? Sure. So uh, first and foremost, you want to uh, find somebody who is board certified and they're, they must be board certified by the National Board for Health and Wellness Coaching. Just like if you're finding a doctor, you'd want them to be licensed by the state. Um, and similarly, uh, for a health coach, so we as a school are approved by the National Board for Health and Wellness Coaching, meaning our graduates can sit for their exam. So our graduates can become board certified. That means they've met certain criteria. Now, there's some other organizations that issue board certification, but they are not the national board 
for health and wellness coaching. Um, so that is the gold standard. So that would be number one if you're searching okay. for someone. You, you do your homework and ask, you know, what they might say they're board certified. Well, who's by who? And so that could be telling. The second is coaches um, are coaches and they are not medical doctors. They are not nutritionists. They do not diagnose, they do not treat. The reason coaching works so beautifully is because that person is your cheerleader. They are there to help you change when change is hard. They are not there. You've seen enough experts. And so the coach has to know what they are, what is out of their scope. And they work with and respect other practitioners. So work with, so help you get connected with a functional medicine doctor or a, a nutritionist who can, if, if that's what you need for a, for a consult. And then the coach is gonna help you implement those changes that the experts recommend. So somebody who is telling you they're a coach and they can interpret labs or they have supplements that you should be taking and buy it from them, I would run away from those people because oh, really? they are um, they are out operating outside of the scope of practice of okay. a health coach. Now, having said that, there if they, there are many people out there who have a lot of different training, so perhaps they do have a degree in nutrition as well as being a health coach. That would be different. Uh, yeah. But somebody who is um, uh, going outside their scope of practice um, would be that there are, again, um, there are, that's what people go to medical school for or go do all that training in nutrition. Um, and so, so that would be another. Um, and then um, uh, I've got to say I'm biased uh, because <laughs> I look for someone who's a functional medicine coaching academy. We tend to attract a very, very um, a wonderful bunch of people all over the world who are just so committed. And they're in it for the right reasons. They're in it because they uh, often they had an issue themselves where they uh, found functional medicine and now they are anxious to help others on their health and wellness journey. Mm -hmm. True. I think it's important to recognize people that have had certification because a lot of people are calling themselves coaches, but they don't necessarily have the credentials behind them. So I often I say that to everyone that's looking for any kind of help is to look for someone that has studied the information that they're sharing. It's important. Yes. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And okay. I do yeah, I do want to point out that coaches can educate. So let's say you get something back from your doctor and you need a right. lot more information. Coaches can play that role. And so there are many fine coaches out there. Um, and if you want to be a coach, doesn't mean you can't write a book or you can't blog or you can't uh, give lectures and classes where you're teaching, um, but it's just not diagnosing and prescribing and making recommendations for any given individual. But within that, there's so much opportunity um, to educate people. Okay, nice. So we're gonna ask some infinite, infinite love questions. Sorry. Uh, how, how do you use love in your work? Every day I wake up and uh, I use the mantra my mother taught me, you know, every day's going to be a good day. And just 
Um, I love every aspect. So it's universal. Uh, when I'm meeting with my team, when I'm getting um, doing podcasts like this, educating people about coaching, when I'm working with students and graduates um, and hearing about the incredible things they're doing around the world. I just it's heartfelt and we're building a business track, which is called uh, building a heart centered business. Oh, that's great. So you're really helping people get tapped into their heart so they can really heal from a loving place. That's beautiful. Yes. Nice. How do you feel like your work is used to uplift humanity? Oh, that is my mission and purpose. And I, I, I just become teary eyed when I hear stories of our graduates all around the world who are having such impact. And I just picture them and I picture all of the thousands of people that they're seeing and then all of those people that are now teaching this to their friends and their family and it's just growing. So um, again, it's, it's heartwarming. Uh, I love it. <laughs> nice. So what does it mean for you to be a positive force of goodness in the world? To really dedicate my life to training people to become incredibly powerful health coaches to work, um, whether they're running their own business or whether they're working, we advocate work with doctors, work with nutritionists, with psychologists, just have people in your community and so that is just means so much to me and so that's really what i i live for and i see i've actually brought my children in my daughter laura is our podcast host and what the fun oh, nice. uh, my daughter carly is our chief operating officer and so that's another way that i get so much joy in my mm. life just seeing um, it is a family and that's how we feel about our team as well um, our co-founder and everyone on our team. Oh, that's wonderful. So for those out there that are thinking about becoming a health coach or interested in learning more, they definitely can seek your information out, right? We'll have your information in the show notes, but it's Thank great you. to um, have that information out there because I thought about being a health coach back like 15 years ago and there wasn't that many options. So I decided to go to acupuncture school because it wasn't, they didn't have accredited programs back um, back then in 2003 or four, 2004, around there. So it's great that these opportunities are available now for people. Absolutely. Yeah, it is growing because there's demand. Um, mm -hmm. And there are people who doctors are realizing that they cannot do this alone. And especially now with um, converting to virtual practices and the demand, the need for people to take care of their health. Yeah, absolutely. So now we're going to do the, the quick fire questions. What do you love most about your life? To be able to take a breath every day when you're <laughs> 70. That's important. Stand up straight and don't fall down. Yeah, your health. This health, absolutely. When you yeah. don't have your health, you have nothing. That's a very good point. When do you feel you receive love? every day every moment because i work on on making that an active process i don't wait for it to happen so you, love is a verb for you yes yeah i mean yeah you give love to be able to receive love yes nice when do you feel the most love 
I feel the most love when I am communicating, when I'm connecting with people. Love is connection. Nice. And where has love created a miracle in your life? When I have had negative expectations or worries and every time I trust that process of love and connection, it's a miracle. So turning worries into um, really blessings. Mm -hmm. Nice. I love that. Yeah, because that is so many people are worrying all the time. And that's a really important point. So thank you for sharing that. So thank you so much. This has been such an insightful podcast episode and I loved learning about the work that you do and how you inspire thousands of people. And I pray and wish that you inspire more people and that people are inspired to learn from you. It's just such a great model and I thank you so much for your time. Oh, it was such a pleasure. I love, love, love being here and talking with you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. And for, for those that are listening again, where can they find your information? Functionalmedicinecoaching.org on Facebook. It's Functional Medicine Coaching Academy on Instagram, Functional Med Coach. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a nice day. I'll see you soon. You too. <laughs> Sending Bye. Sending love. Bye. Same here. <laughs> Bye now. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and tune in on Tuesdays for new episodes. For more information about me, please follow me on Instagram at Corinne J. Camara and my website, CorinneCamara.com. Sending you lots of infinite love.